Hey, hey, it's Neville Medora here with a swipes email, which is a swipe wisdom, interesting picture essay and a sketch for April 21st, 2023. Let's get started. If you wanted to flex as a kid, you showed up with the crayons box with the built-in sharpener. This built-in sharpener was a unique feature that stood out. It was useful. And for kids, it was like the adult equivalent of walking around with the Gucci purse. It's just a way to flex. And also there's this other 1959 Crayola ad that I really like that shows this little kid with his hands against a store window looking at a box of Crayola. And this ad is designed to show parents that this is the gift to buy their kids because all the kids want it. And I thought it was just a great ad. Here's an interesting piece of wisdom. So if you want to build something big or run a small company with a very large output, meaning like very few people, but large output or large amount of income, you need some form of scale. So there's four main ways to scale. You scale with code, media, product, or people. And with the advent of all these new AI tools, it looks like this is just going to become more and more of a trend. People who were able to scale in the past always made the most money. That's why you'll see someone making 10 bucks an hour and then someone who's a billionaire. The billionaire has used code, media, product, people, or capital to scale very large. So let's go over a couple of these. Um, one, you could scale with code or AI. So if your product consists only of computer code, this is the easiest form of scaling because you can run that computer code trillions of times for almost zero money. That's why software companies are often so valuable because they can send and deliver and create a product that can be delivered essentially instantaneously and for free, just you know, server costs, which is minimal compared to physical costs. Number two, you scale with media. So if you create a piece of media, this is like an Instagram post, a Facebook post, a YouTube video, you can show it over and over and over again at virtually zero cost. So look at these YouTube videos I made four plus years ago. Each of them has more than 100,000 views. Until this day, every day, they bring in views, subscribers, buyers. I mean, that's pretty good for something I did once four years ago and haven't touched since. So that's what scaling with media is. The next is scaling with a reproducible product. So once you've designed a machine or process to build a product, you can crank out this said product quickly, getting you to scale. So it's famous that like cars can, you could build a brand new car that's custom, but it'll cost $10 million. But then if you need to make 100,000 units of it a month, then you have to build a machine to make those cars. And then each one could be produced for like $30,000 instead. And then lastly, scaling with people. So any process you have can be scaled. And some of them currently require real humans, not just computer code or AI. For example, a writing agency can assign different tasks to different people and output a lot of writing. So instead of one person just making an article, one person could do the outlining, one person could do the research, one person could do the actual writing, one person could do the editing, one person could do the posting. So this is scaling a process using people. And with AI getting better, honestly, the people in this chain can become even more effective and create more output. And what's even more exciting for those of us who don't like managing a ton of people is that a lot of the AI stuff can do what these people used to do. So it's kind of like a lot of people will be able to create uh, agencies and processes that previously used to require a lot of people, now will require few less people. Here's something interesting. This reverse psychology style ad campaign from Avis Rent-A-Car did a fun kind of like judo move and turned their being number two status in the nation at rental cars. Hertz was number one. And they showed you this, uh, like, they're like, Avis can't afford to be not so nice. So they said, because we're number two, we have to be nicer to you than the number one guy. Or we can't afford smudged mirrors. So they have to make sure they clean their cars really well so they could eventually get to number one. I really love how they did this and turned this perceived negative of not being number one into a positive.
And it actually reminds me of a funny billboard David Letterman, the late night show host, took out in response to Jay Leno's number one billboard in New York City. There's this uh, around Times Square or so in New York that this is even back in the 90s. Um, the Jay Leno had this billboard that says number one in late night. And so David Letterman took out a one that said number three in late night across the street, which is hilarious. And here's a, uh, a picture. I posted this, got a lot of response. So one of my favorite product lines in history is the Philips Hue lights. So you know how you have like automatic lights around the house, but then and they connect to apps and stuff. Well, the problem with that is a lot of times people have all these home automation lights, but they have like nine different apps to, to run their house, which is super annoying. So I actually have all Philips Hue lights, only Philips Hue lights, and they're just so much better than any other brand I've tried. So I have roughly 85 Philips Hue connected devices and lights throughout my house, which is nuts. Their, their routers can actually only handle 50 items per router. So I actually have a internet switch uh, connected to my internet router that's connected to two separate Hue hubs to run all my lights. So I'm not sponsored by Philips Hue, although that would totally be a dream because I talk about them all the time. And my favorite part is that in a single press of a button, you can change the whole vibe of a room or the entire house. So a lot of times for turning on all the lights in a house, you got to go click, 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 click. You got to walk. You got to switch this and flick that and turn that and twist that and step on that to, to get all the lights on. So in my house, you just push one button. The whole house turns a certain vibe. Um, or a specific room terms a certain vibe. And you can, of course, control these by voice as well, although I rarely do that. I prefer just pushing the buttons. So when I'm not on video calls, I usually use this like vibey light setting uh, in Philips Hue called Relax, and it makes this really warm lighting. And every wall, every surface of the, the room turns its color, which is awesome. And um, it's just a couple of Philips Hue Play and color bulbs and inside uh, the office that makes it just like this awesome color. And then I have these really bright lamps that I use for whenever I'm on calls. And so just like one push of a button and bam, it could turn the whole room blue and vibey and it looks awesome. Um, here's a little essay about luck. So instead of thinking luck as a nebulous concept, um, I, I thought of it like this. What if you think of it like a unit of measure? Like, like how many inches is this, you know? You don't say this is an inch. You say how many inches is this? So instead of how many, so instead of like this guy's lucky, which is like super vague, you say how many units of luck are you producing? So Warren Buffett always talks about how lucky he is to have two parents, to speak English, to be born in the United States. He was born during a time when you know the economy was booming. So each one of these added units of luck to his life. Now these are just circumstances that people are born into. You can't add units of luck like if you don't have two parents. You can't just now add that. Instead, you have to manufacture your own luck. So here's other ways to add units of luck to your own life. One, be hardworking and be willing to do more than someone else. Two, you take more shots than other people normally do, right? It's like that famous Michael Jordan thing. It's like he's known for like winning 500 game shots, but he's also lost 2,000 or whatever. Um, also, when you're young, try many different things. Weed out the stuff you don't like and do more of the stuff you do like. Because if you like something, you're going to be good at it. If you're good at it and you like it, it means it'll just be easy for you to do it. And that way, you're just going to beat the pants off of someone who's doing it because they have to. Uh, the other thing I thought of increasing your luck is sharing your thoughts on the internet with and attracting other like-minded people into your network, no matter where they live. And the other thing is go to places with successful people. Uh, that means cities, events, gatherings, social networks, groups, etc. So the key takeaways are one, you can create luck. Two, luck is a isn't a quality you have, but rather it's a quality you build. Three, you can create more luck for yourself. And number four, people who create a lot of units of luck tend to get luckier. 
<coughs> and lastly, here's a sketch. So here's an experiment I added this week for swipefile.com, which is my personal swipe file. So I added these two boxes there as ad placements. So the site currently makes money with Google AdSense. But I was like, you know, what if I add my own ads? So I was just doing like a fun little experiment. So in Canva, I whipped up a couple little ads and they show up on the site like this in the fifth and 12th spots. And I can't track the book ads very well since it goes directly to Amazon. I can't access that link, um, but I can track the copywriting course link. Um, actually, now that I think about it, I should make a link that goes to copywritingcourse.com slash book so I could track that. Yeah, I'm gonna do that now. Um, so <coughs> the copywriting course link to the join page, so far since I put this up a few days ago, it's got 85 clicks so far, which is not like a tremendous amount, but pretty good. But it also has the highest on-time page um, average and highest number of pages clicked on referrals. So it seems like people are going to swipe file, clicking over to Copywriting Course join page and then exploring Copywriting Course even more. So that's positive. So interestingly, normal AdSense revenue that I thought I was foregoing with these ad spots hasn't dropped at all. So, so far that's been a huge win that I'm actually making more sales of my book and my course and uh, my AdSense revenue hasn't dropped. So I'd say that's this uh, experiment has been kind of a success so far. Anyways, my name is Neville Bandora. I will talk to you 